We vote in a few weeks in Ohio, and we have other things to consider than the presidential race. A Strongsville priest accused of child pornography is now accused of much worse. And a Cuyahoga County judge has given some hope to the Cleveland Heights high school basketball team. It's Monday, February 24th, and this is The Wake Up from Cleveland.com. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. With all the talk about the race for president, one can forget that a bundle of other issues are on the Ohio March 17th ballot. A tax increase for social services like early childhood education and mental health services is up for a vote in Cuyahoga County. Five school districts in the county have taxes on the ballot. Cleveland Heights University Heights, South Euclid Lyndhurst, Euclid, Olmstead Falls, and Lakewood. Mayfield Heights is asking for an increase in the income tax rate of 0.5%, aiming to make it 1.5%. Cleveland.com's Emily Bamforth has all the details on our website. The details in the case of a Strongsville priest accused of child pornography keep getting worse. The case of Robert McWilliams has moved to federal court where he now faces charges not just of receiving and distributing child pornography, but of sexual exploitation of children and sex trafficking with a minor. Federal prosecutors say Mick Williams victimized children online and paid a 15-year-old boy for sex. The charges say he pretended to be a girl on social media to make contact with boys and get them to send him sexually explicit photos and videos. Investigators found chats on McWilliams' phone from 2018, which made clear the priest had met a teenage boy and engaged in sex acts when the teen was 15 years old. McWilliams faces 15 years to life if convicted. A Cuyahoga County judge has given some hope to the Cleveland Heights High School basketball team that their season is not over. Common Pleas Court Judge John J. Russo temporarily blocked the Ohio High School Athletic Association's February 7th decision to bar the team from the postseason tournament. The team won a share of the Lake Erie League Conference title and was expected to earn a top seed in the 12-team bracket at the February 9th seeding draw. But at the last minute, the high school association made a decision that the team's December trip to an Arizona tournament violated the rules against players missing school days to compete outside of Ohio. Russo has set a full hearing for today and ordered the state association to draft a bracket including Cleveland Heights in case he rules the team eligible. A lawyer for the students and their parents argued that the state association made an arbitrary decision in just a few hours and denied the school due process. The Heights Tigers went 17-5 in the regular season, landing 8th in the Cleveland.com Top 25. The incredibly popular Cleveland Flea will not make an appearance in 2020. Founder Stephanie Sheldon, formerly a reporter for The Plain Dealer, said she is taking a break so she can work on new projects and reimagine the flea to address the changing needs of the small businesses it featured and solve the growing logistical challenges of running such a large event. The Cleveland Flea started in 2013 and it quickly became a city staple flooding social media and bringing tens of thousands of people downtown to sell their wares, shop for unique finds, and eat local food. 
Social media has not been kind to Sheldon since she made her decision, as disappointment in that decision was shared widely. Sheldon expects to be back in 2021, possibly with an app for vendors to manage their experience and communicate with each other. Cleveland.com's Emily Bamforth has the full story. Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert made his first public appearance since suffering a stroke that left him temporarily paralyzed on his left side nine months ago. Standing behind a podium with a wheelchair nearby, Gilbert briefly mentioned his absence while speaking for nearly 30 minutes as he accepted Cranes Detroit's Newsmaker Hall of Fame award. The Associated Press says Gilbert returned to his Detroit office early this year and is there one or two days a week, using a wheelchair and accompanied by a service dog named Cowboy. He also spends three or four hours a day working with physical and occupational therapists at his home. He described the challenge like this in an interview with Crane's Detroit Business. When you have a stroke, here's the problem with it. Everything is hard. Everything. Like you wake up, getting out of bed is hard, going to the bathroom is hard, sitting down, eating at the table is hard. You name it, you don't get a break, you're like trapped in your own body. Thank you for listening to The Wake Up.